Let's get going. Today's daf is daf Kufir Beis, page 112. In the Heligum Masechah the final daf of this incredible and beautiful Masechah, we did not get up to daf Kufir Beis yet. We are on the bottom of Kufir Aleph Amud Beis, and we are up to the words Pashte Dekra B'Maiksiv. Okay? Pashte Dekra B'Maiksiv. So the... If you, it's by a small yud with a parentheses. Look approximately 12 lines up from the bottom of the amud. You'll see a yud with a parentheses, and we're going to see pashte dekra b'maiksiv. All right? Give everybody a moment to find it. And let's remind ourselves what, we've, what we learned. So we're in the middle of a topic about the incredible beauty and bracha that Eretz Yisrael gives and will give Bezaz Hashem at a time when the relationship between Am Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael is completely back. Which, as we're going to see, on, as we're going to see for for uh, the remainder of Kuf Yud Aleph and Kuf Yud Beis, Eretz Yisrael is not a simple land. Eretz Yisrael has a personality. It's a shidduch with Klal Yisrael. There's a real personality to the land of Eretz Yisrael, and it produces. Completely dependent on the state, not the governmental state, but the state of how connected we are spiritually to the Rebbeinah Okay, so we just brought a pasuk, um, which was we 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 just quoted a pasuk. We quoted the pasuk in Bereshis, which was Isri Lagefen Irai Velaseireka Bnei Asainai Kibes Biyain Levushe Bedamenov Mivoisei. They're gonna. You're going to tie your donkey uh, to the um, to the to the vine, and the foal is going to all these. You're going to wash your clothing in wine. You're going to launder your clothing in wine. All these, and we gave all these all these drushes explaining how it's going to uh, you know what it's going to be in the times of Mashiach. Says the Gemara, Pashte de Krab What is the simple meaning of this pasuk? Without even getting into drushes, what is this verse coming to teach me? Answers the Gemara. Yeah, we all have the place. Ki also Ravdimi. When Ravdimi came, we explained, he says, B'nai Yisrael says, Please tell me that I am sweeter than wine. We are the Rebbeinah Shalom's children, and we come to the Rebbeinah Shalom, we say, Ebeshter, how do I know I'm giving you nachas? How do I know I'm giving you nachas? Show me a smile. And show me your teeth. Give me your smile. Which is sweeter, sweeter to me than any milk. As we're about to get into, there's nothing more sweet than knowing that somebody, especially somebody who you care about having a relationship with, is happy with you. Is shepping nachas from you. This is approved. You are better off. You're doing more for a person when you smile at them. More than if you give them food. Smile at a person. Show them they're important. Show them you care. You're doing more for them than if you give them than if you give them milk. White teeth is greater than milk. Don't just re, don't don't just read it. having a white tooth. a whitening of the teeth. Meaning a whitening of the teeth when you show your teeth in a smile that is greater than milk. Used to be, listen to the story, it's incredible. He used to be the school teacher of Reish Lakish's children. Reish Lakish hired Rav Chia Bar Abba to teach his children Torah. Listen to what happens. Ifagar, he was gone. He didn't show up. 
Now back then they didn't have telephones. So when you didn't show up, you didn't show up. That was it. I mean, there's no way to let people know that you weren't available. For three days, it doesn't show up. Kiyasa, on day number four, he comes back to Yeshiva to teach Reish Lakish's children. Reish Lakish says to him, Why? Where were you? Where were you? Why were you gone? Amarlei says to him, Listen, my father left me a vine, one vine as an inheritance. On the first day, it's harvest season, and I realized that when it was time for me to come to Yeshiva, I needed to harvest these grapes to, for Parnasa, and I, I pushed, I couldn't come in. So on the first day, I plucked from the tree, wow. I plucked 300 clusters, each cluster created a saw of wine, a tremendously, like an entire barrel, a vat. Yeah, on day number one of harvesting the vine, he pulled off 300 clusters with each cluster. So now he's got 300 barrels, okay, full of, full of to, to make wine with. Yom Sheni, the second day of collecting, but I picked another 300 clusters. And you know, I picked 300, but each one of these three, um, uh, um, no, uh, two out of the 300 created that amount. So I, only, I walked away with like 150 vats from day number two. Interesting, notice, he, he still plucked 300 clusters. Okay? On the third day, I also plucked 300 clusters, and I ended up with 100 barrels. So notice, on day number one that he's gone, he had 300 clusters and 300 barrels. Day number two that he's gone, he has 300 clusters and 200 barrels. Day number three that he's gone, his 300 clusters made 100 barrels. So it took three clusters to make one barrel of wine. Okay? Same... Uh, 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 no, no, no. Listen to this. This is wild. This is beauty. And I still had to leave half the amount in the field. I push it. I, I mean... I, I couldn't do anymore. Omar Lay says Reish Lakish. Chavra, listen closely. If you would have shown up to Yeshiva, your grapes would have produced even more. Meaning, it grew 300. Let me tell you something. The first day you didn't show up to Yeshiva, 300 barrels. If the second day you didn't show up, it only gave you 200 from that same amount because, and here's the message, you never, ever, Gain by lessening your ruchnias. You never, ever gain by lessening your ruchnias. What happens in our lives is we feel that in order to earn a parnasa, the more you work and leave your ruchnias, I, I, have, to, I, have, to be, I have to be Michael on my ruchnias in order to, to work. And it's fakir, it's just the opposite. You have to be Michael on your Gashmis because it's Yeruchnius that brings the bracha. Says Reish Lakish to the Heiliger of Chiyabarabba, the Rabbi Yavashoni says, You should know. I, I get it. I totally get it. But you should know. You would have had more bracha in your life if you wouldn't have, the word's not comp- compromised. If you wouldn't have compromised on Yeruchnius and, and, uh, and missed the teaching of Yiddish Kinder, of Jewish children. Rami Bar Okay, but obviously the, the main point of the story is the bracha that our Yisrael brings. Isn't it Baltashtis though? Huh? If he went to Baltashtis. Yeah, so, asking, isn't it yeah, The answer is, the answer is not Baltashtis. You partially you can't do anything. Right. He, he, he had no room. He had no room. Think about what's yeah. going to be. And the way Eretz Yisrael was when it gave bracha, as we're going to see later on in the Gemara, when it goes to the brachas, it says, Eretz Yisrael simply could not handle 
what it was able to produce. Which means, people don't talk about this, we were one of the world's greatest exporters. In the, when Klal Yisrael was living in Eretz Yisrael, the land produced so much. We were Mamish, the source of all enterprise, globally. It, it wasn't just like, in Eretz Yisrael. The world like, relied on, on, on Eretz Yisrael. And we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world starting from Yerushalayim, starting from the Makam HaMikdash, and then it's all then spread out. So everything, was, everything is really, practically speaking, dependent on Eretz Yisrael. Let's go weiter. What period was this? I'm sorry? What period was this? This is during the early, the, the early Amayram. Early Amayram. So we're, we're nearing towards the end of the second base HaMikdash. Or even after, after that time. Yeah. So that's after, either after the Chlubrin or near After that time, yeah. still producing that, imagine. Even by Rish yeah. So should he get naked first when he got enough? It was enough. So he did his travels. He got, his thing was really productive. Well, that was his business. That was his business. I'm saying, he was very productive. He should have stopped then. He did it the next day and Roy Bonashon was showing him. Maybe, yeah. I mean, Rish Lakish is telling him, Rish is telling him, you see, the further, the more you stay away from Tyre, the less Brach is coming. Rami Rabbi Chesko Iklal LeBnei Brak. Rabbi Rabbi Chesko went up to Bnei Brak. Chazan Alhana Easy. He saw goats. The Ochlan Tusi Tene. This is great. There were oh, there were goats that were eating fig trees. The Katan of Dubsho Mei Tene, and there was honey dripping from these figs. The Chalav Atayif Einayu, and there were there was milk dripping from the goats. So he saw the land. He saw these goats. They were overladen with milk, dripping from their udders. And they, uh, there was so much honey dripping from these trees. The, the, the milk and the honey were mixing together. Amar, he says, From, from Lud, until the city of Aina is three milim. One time I woke up in the morning, and I walked that entire amount. It's a little less than three miles. Three miles, I, had, I was up to my ankles in honey. I myself saw the land, uh, the, 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 the land flowing with, with milk and honey in I saw like a lake that was created with milk and honey, about 16 mil, okay, 13, 14 miles wide, uh, just the land, you know. Of uh, flowing. I saw the land from Magoni Balber. So we now turn to the top of today's daf. The Havya came be Mixi and it stretched from the area called Be Mixi at Ikra de Tulbanki until the 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 banks of Tulbanki. Esun Tatan Parsa Arucha Upsusa Shisa Parsi, which is twenty two parsa long and six parsa wide. Okay. Want to get into this? This is a little less than a thousand square miles. Of course, there's deeper teachings, but you should know. You should know that the Gemara lets us know it's not going to be here. But the Gemara says that that when when Bnei Yisrael lives in Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael expands tremendously. It's much it's just a much it's a much broader land. It's a much broader land. Traveled to a place, and they brought in front of them a peach. I saw this, a frask. A frask is peach. Isn't there a kid story about? Yeah. I remember when I was in grade school. There James was and the giant peach. Some, some, it's like a kid who, who came across like a giant peach. It became like his house. You know what that is? I actually remember this from like maybe third grade, fourth grade. Um, it was as big as a. A uh, ilfus, a pan 
of the city of Kfar Hinoi. Says Gemara, okay, I don't know what Kfar Hinoi is and I don't know what type of pen you're talking about. Vilfus Kfar Hinoi Kamahave, how big is that? What, what does that mean? He says, Chomesh Sotin. It's five so. Okay, it's five so. So we're dealing with, uh, yeah, huh? A big fan. A, a you, yeah, a, a very large. So 11 to 22 gallons. 11 to 22 gallons. It was a large, it was a yeshiva size uh, chicken soup pot. Achlu shlish, okay, now, they ate a third of the peach, a third of it they said, uh, come and take, called Dichven Yesiv Yechel, whoever wants should come and get. And they gave a, they, a third of it was for their animals. Lishana, the next year, Ikla Rabbalazar Lahasim, Rabbalazar got there. He took Shumai from another part of that uh, of, uh, uh, harvest. And they brought it in front of him. He took it in his hand. In other words, it was smaller. Omar, he said, Eretz Prila Malecha, there's a land of, of fruit that is Malecha, salty, because of those who, who live there are Ra'a, they have badness. Meaning when we were kids and we were, and we were younger and there used to be, you know, in the good old days, right? There used to be uh, Tyra Mitzvahs being done in Eretz Yisrael. You couldn't imagine the bracha that it was producing. However, now that people aren't living in, in, you know, in, in ways of spirituality, that's why the peaches can fit in the palm of your hand. Did, Re, yeah. Didn't we learn a Gemara earlier that says we're not allowed to give human food to animals? Why not? Yeah, it, it's a to the It's Only if it's baltashkas. But animal food, I mean, it's something well, that's there. Food, yeah, and your leftovers you're allowed to give. Yeah. Also, you're allowed to feed your animals that's leftovers. What you're supposed to give the dog. You gotta give leftovers then. So that's what they're doing. Rabbi Shubal Levi Gavlo. Levi went to the city of Gavlo. Chazin Lahanu Ketufei. He saw Ketufei clusters of grapes. Avakami Ki Igli. That looked like an eagle. These clusters looked like calves. Yes. Omar, he said, Agolim Benagafanim. There's calves in grapevines. What are calves doing in grape? Why are there baby cows there? Omar, they said to him, no, no, no. Agolim beina gefanim. Omrulei, kitufe nino. These are grapes. Don't worry. It lo- it's shaped like a calf. It looks like a calf, but it's a grape. Okay, Omar, he says, Eretz, Eretz. He speaks to the land of Eretz Yisrael. Again, Eretz Yisrael has a personality. He says, Eretz, Eretz. Hachnisi peresayich. Bring in your fruits. Lemiat meitzia peresayich. Why are you growing your fruits tremendously? La Arvoyim Halalu, apparently that city had a lot of Arvoyim, Arabs. Now, Arabs here is just an expression of Gentiles, of non Jews. They're, they're living here. I'm, I'm saying that specifically as a reminder when I. When, there were no Arabs back then. Islam, okay. hadn't, Islam hadn't started. Bnei, Bnei Yishmal, there could be Bnei Yishmal who were there. Yeah. There could be Sadi But be it as it may, I'll tell you a quick Misa. When Yaakov. My oldest son was born. So he was we that he was born in Eretz Yisrael, and he was born on on uh, Dalit Siva. Two days before Shavuos, he was born Dalit Siva two days before Shavuos. So in Eretz Yisrael, you got two days in the hospital. So the second day was Shavuos. So Matzei Shavuos, they wanted to kick Zelda out. Wanted to kick my wife out because Yom Tov's over. So get out of the hospital. But well, we have two day yomtif, but they're not they're not going for us Americaim. They they don't really care. So um, I went to 
At the time I was doing a Maldafna, and I went, I was, I went to Rav Bloy, who lived in Sanhedria. I went to Rav Bloy. So he says, he says, to, I said, what should I do? So he said, you know, how do, how do I get my wife home? So he said, tell the hospital to call a guy. So I said, why should they call an Arab? Let them call a Yid. It's not yomta for anybody. Why should I be makbid on them calling a guy? So that he didn't answer me. But he says, I didn't tell you to call an Arab. I told you to call a guy. Stop saying Arab when I say guy. <laughs> but, I don't know. He was like, kicked me. he wasn't, didn't have time for, for my, uh, for my broken Hebrew. He spoke to me in Yiddish. Yeah. But I spoke to him in, uh, in broken Hebrew. So that reminded me of like, you know, here an Arab refers to, uh, refers to an average guy. But by him, he said, call a guy. I was like, an Arab? He's like, no, no, no. Don't change my words. <laughs> and I never said that. Okay. <clears throat> so Shuba Levi says to the land, why are you producing like this when, when the Arabs are the ones who, are, who planted you and are, and are living in this area? Lishona, the next year, Ikler Ravchia Lawson, Ravchia went there. Chazirun Davakamikiza, he saw that the clusters were the size of goats. Apparently, goats are smaller than calves. Omar, he said, easy began to find there's goats in the grapevines. Unrelated, they said them Zil, get out of here. Like Sabad Lach Kichavach. Rabbi Shul was here last year. We're not. <laughs> in other words, they were saying, like, you know, we, we had Bracha a little less this year. We're not starting. We're happy you're here, and we're happy for you to leave. We're not gonna. We're not gonna explain anything. Okay, very good. <coughs> Says the Gemara Vaiter again. Just another. It's, these these stories are incredible. Mamish incredible. Turn around, one of the rabbis. Turn so should we. Bibichirai bibirchai sel shtar disol. In amongst the blessings, the brachos of Eretz Yisrael, they saw when Eretz Yisrael was at full throttle. This is going to blow your mind, okay? Full throttle bracha Eretz Yisrael. This is what it looks like. L- listen to this marathon. Base saw a base saw of land, okay? A base saw, okay? Now a base saw is um, call it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, a few, a couple hundred square feet, maybe. You know what it produced? It would give 50,000 core, 50,000 core of produce. Okay, basically, one parcel of land was able to produce like a million times what it, uh, what it would, what we call in today's nature. When Tsainan was a dwelling place, would make 70. Not a hundred, not fifty thousand. It would be seventy. The time of the rise, Amr Meir, Ani Rizi, Bikas Beishan. I saw the valley of Beishan. They saw Isa Shivan Kurin. Ve'ein l'cham Ula b'chol Eretz Yisrael Meretz Yisrael. You should know the greatest land in the world. Now, as we're going to see, except for Eretz Yisrael, the most fertile land in the world is Egypt. Is Egypt? Shemar says, "Kegan Hashem Beretz Mitzrayim." Mitzrayim is like Ganid. As, 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 as what it's uh, what it produces as far as lands, and Mitzrayim, which is the the most fertile land, the most fertile land in Mitzrayim is a place called Tzayan. Okay, so the city of Tzayan is the most fertile of the most fertile land. How do you know that? Um, that's where the kings would go hang out whenever they needed to be around good food. Uh, they were in, uh, amongst the uh, officers. They were all in Tsayan. That was that was the uh, I don't know what do they call, where, where does all the fancy schmancy people go vacation now that nobody else could afford on some private island. Yeah. They go to these private islands. They they rent out these private islands. 
Alright. There's no rockier land in Eretz Yisrael more than Hebron. How do you know? Because that's where our Avais and Imais are buried. And you don't bury people in land that's fertile. You bury people in rocky areas where that uh, you're not, therefore you're not Baltashkos, you're not wasting land. You I might as well bury them in a rocky area. Oh, okay. The Rabbi Shalom made it that, that it should be connected to Ganeid in that place, and, and they were buried there properly. Chevroin is seven times more fertile than Tsayan. So the most fertile land in Mitzrayim, Tsayan, Chevroin, the worst land in Eretz Yisrael, is more fertile than it. Hebron was built uh, seven years for time. Time my nibnus. What does mean built? was like built up, like people to live there. Yeah, Canaan. Why would he build uh, for his younger son Hebron before Mitzrayim and Mitzrayim, who are for his older children? We already know that. As it says in the Pasuk, in the sons of Cham, it was the order of age, Kush Umitrayim, Fut Ukanan. So they're, they're going in age order over here, so that's obviously not what's happening. Hebron must be seven times more fertile than Sayyidim. And you should know, this is true by, by Shratim, by Trushim. Trushim means by rocky areas. You should know, in non rocky areas, it, um, you, you'll be able to uh, create not only seven times more than Tsayan, but 500 times more. And this is only true when we're not in full throttle blessing. <laughs> when we're not in full throttle blessing. Yisrael planted that land and uh, it was, it was uh, actually more than 100 times more fertile than any other land that was there. Time we went to Bryce Amar of Yaisi, Sab Yehuda Haisa Isa Hamish Sa'in, a saw uh, uh, that was planted in Yehuda would make five saw, saw Kamach, a saw flowers, saw Silas, a saw of fine flowers, saw Subin brand, saw Morrison, the, the harsher brand, saw Kiburaya, and one saw of Kiburaya, which is the initial stage, I don't know exactly what it is, but initial stage uh, that they would do when they would grind down the wheat kernels. There was a tztuki that said to Rabbi Chanina, Yo'o mash bechisu ba ba'arkoin beso achas and ichuli abo. He says, um, you know, you, you talk about the, the greatness of Eretz Yisrael. One saw my father, uh, I inherited from my father, mimeno meshach, uh, from that, from, from there I have um, meshach, I'm able to anoint myself from meshicha. I'm able to anoint myself with oil. Mimena chomer, and I get wine. Mimena ibor, I get grain. Mimena kidneys, I get beans. Mimena royais miknosi, and I still have place land for my livestock to eat. Amar lei hahu bar amar lebar ara di Yisrael. There was an Amiri who said to a yid who lived in Eretz Yisrael, "Hi to also the kaima aguda di yardena." This decal, this palm tree standing in the Aver Hayardin, Kama Gardisu Mina. How many dates that you have over there? How many dates do you get from it? Omar Lay, Shisin Kuri. He says, My, my uh, palm tree that's near the borders of Eretz Yisrael produces 60 core. Omar Lay, he says, Akati Loy Al Yisu Ba. You, you're basically not even in Eretz Yisrael, Achverinu, and you've already destroyed Eretz Yisrael. Why? Because Anan, listen to this, he says, when I, I used to live in Israel, Anan, Ma'av Esim Kuri, Havagarzinu Minah. 
when I was there, without you Jews living there, it used to produce 120 core. And by you, you just told me it's 60. So your God doesn't like you as much as he liked us. Yeah, well, I was telling you how much I got from one half of my tree. That was half my tree. See, he was, uh, apparently, initially, he didn't want to tell him the full amount because he was nervous about, uh, he was nervous That's about, eh, I don't know if he's a tax collector or, huh? Yeah. Such amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, Omar of Chisra says, <laughs> What does it mean that it's all a, is a uh, sweet land, which is the heritage, the inheritance of a deer. Why is that so compared to a deer? teach you. Just like a deer, the skin does not remain on top of the flesh. Okay, what does that mean? Once you remove flesh from the meat of a deer, it, it, it can no longer recover it. It goes away. Okay? It, uh, it's too it, small. It, yeah, it becomes it's small. So to Eretz and this is what we mentioned before, is too small, so to speak, to be able to hold on to all of its produce. It's light, it's beautiful, it's swift. From all the animals, fruit, everything just grows faster in Eretz Yisrael. Ask the Gemara. If when it comes to uh, Eretz Yisrael, just like a deer is fast, uh, but it's also lean, I would say that it's got fast fruit, but maybe the fruit's not so tasty, it's not so shummy. It's fatter than milk, it's got more cream, ah, more geschmack. Than milk and it's sweeter than honey. I have been pilot. I have escaped. Right, a pilot's like a refugee. I'm a refugee from one thing. What is that one thing? When he received smicha, he said, "I've now, I've now uh, free from two." Right, I was a pilot. Correct. So when a blazer came to Eretz he says, "Oh, now that I'm in Eretz Yisrael." I am a refugee from one curse. And then he got smichli. He said, oh, I got smichli in Eretz Yisrael. Now I'm saved. I'm a refugee from two curses. When he was given a position and, uh, in, in establishing the calendar, and when the months are, when he was given the secrets of establishing the calendar year, Amar, he said, I'm saved. I'm a refugee from the third curse, the third problem. Shinamar, as it says, listen to this story this is incredible this is I keep saying this incredible story this story, anybody who's ever been to Eretz Yisrael, you, you have to see this story. You have to see this story to appreciate the bracha that we have, right? Uh, the bracha that we have access to. Rav Zera, when he went to Eretz Yisrael, like, he, he couldn't find a bridge. He couldn't find a, way, a bridge to cross over. To get into Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, he comes to Eretz It seems like he was near Eretz Yisrael. He couldn't get in. Knock up a mitzvah of a See, he made some sort of rope 
pulley system on a log, and, uh, and, and he starts getting across the river. So a tzaduki didn't believe in, in the rabbis in Derzah He says, I'm a paziza, you pathetic people. Yeah, you say Nasev You talk before you even think. You meshugana. What are you doing? Risking your life to go into Eretz Yisrael on this little pulley, uh, ridiculous system to him. Akati, still bisuzaychu kamesai. You're still doing your, 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 your dumb, you and your pathetic ideas. Amar says, You in the big mouth, Moshe and Aaron, who never had the merit to walk in Eretz Yisrael, as great as they were. And I have the schos, I see Eretz Yisrael right there, right across the river. And you think that I'm going to wait for them to get me across? I'm going to, I'm going to, you think I'm going to try to, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait for somebody else to help me? If I see it, I'm going. It's a tremendous, tremendous schos. To be in Eretz Yisrael, anybody who's ever flown there, anybody who's ever, uh, you know, you just sing, it's incredible. It's mamish, it's, it's beyond. It, it's the, the, the opportunity and the bracha to be able to be there, it's like, like it, we have to realize the tremendous chos. Rev Abba Menashe Kifei Da'akar, Rev Abba would kiss the stones of Akar, Rev Hanina Mesaki Meskale, Rev Hanina would fix the streets of Eretz Yisrael. If he saw of three Eretz Yisrael, he'd fix it. Ravami of Ravasi, and Ravami and Ravasi as well, Kaime Misham Sholatula, they would uh, stand up, and they when they would give shear, this is beautiful, when they would give shear, and there was too much shade, so it was getting cold, they would move them into the sunlight, their Talmidim. And when there was sunlight, they would move them into the shade. Why? Why would they do this? So that nobody, nobody would ever speak negatively or feel negatively about about Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael, one of the rebbes, one of the rebbes had seven sons, and he left behind a bottle of wine from Eretz Yisrael that they never took out. And finally, on his one of his yard sites, all the brothers they were all big rebbes. They got together, and they opened up the bottle, and they all. We're taking a turn to take a little bit from the bottle, take a sip. And one of the children refused to drink from it. And I asked him why. So he said, because our father brought a bottle of wine from Eretz Yisrael that we've been so excited about for years and 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 years. And years. I, I'm nervous that if I would taste the wine and it doesn't, and it doesn't hit me immediately, I might have a bad thought. I, I'm, uh, not even a bad thought. My thought about Eretz Yisrael might not even be the best. So therefore, it's not even going to die for me to drink. Not even gonna, to, to, to speak about and to feel the beauty and the, the opportunity that the land of Israel brings is incredible. So they would always make sure their Talmidim were, were comfortable. Make sure Talmidim were comfortable when they would learn Torah in Eretz Yisrael. Rav Chiyobar Gamda, Mignadar Ba'afra, Rav Chiyobar Abba, he would purposely roll in the dirt. Of Eretz Yisrael, he'd get dirty in the in Eretz Yisrael. Your servants love your stones and, and your dust. I love everything about you. I love everything about Eretz Yisrael. Anything Eretz Yisrael has to offer, I love. And you know something? It's a message to our personal lives as well. It's a message. Some you know, if we however, if we treat Eretz Yisrael like this, sometimes you have to roll in the dirt of another yid. Sometimes you have to. You know, you, you take you have to take a, a, a package as it comes. Sometimes you have to take a whole package as it comes in every relationship. 
It could be with our children, it could be with our marriage, it could be with our families, it could be with friends, it could be people with, with we never met. There's, there's dirt that comes along with a relationship and it's kedai to roll in it. It's kedai to roll in it. It's all, and, and, to, and to be excited about it. And this is all part of, uh, of the bigger picture. Amar of Zera, Amar of Yermia Baraba. Rav Zera says in the name of Rav Yermia Baraba, Dar Sheben David Ba. In the generation that Mashiach will eventually come in, there's going to be a specific focus on hatred towards Tamidei Chachamim. Against Tyra. <coughs> when we came in front of Shmuel, they said, There's going to be hit after hit. Meaning, in the times of Mashiach, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be a, a, a big whooping that comes to Klal Yisrael. Which and Klai as a whole, which hopefully, uh, you know, ho- hopefully, yeah, hopefully it has happened. And <clears throat> when there's a, a tenth left, it's going to happen again, and then it's going to keep going. Tanya Rabbi Yosef, There's going to be those who destroy, those who destroy, and then those who destroy again. They're going to come and destroy, and then they're going to come back and destroy to make sure nothing's left. And they're going to come back to destroy again, even more so, to make sure nothing's left. Yes. Before the times of Mashiach. However, you can't end the Masech Dazoi. So it says the Gemara, Amrav Chiyah Barashi, Amrav. Asidin kal Elan Yisrael, Shabaret Yisrael, Elan Elan Bamovarechecha. Every year there's a tree. And the tree's literal as well. All the barren trees of Eretz Yisrael, eventually are going to all grow fruit. Hmm. Referring to not only the land, but also to humans. Right? Even those who aren't producing now necessarily are going to be able to produce fruit. A tree that carries its fruit, the figs, the grapes, they will give over their chayil. They will give over their strength. What kind of fruit do you think a cedar tree will produce? Uh, find out. Find out. <coughs> Maybe cedar fruit. <laughs> Whatever that tastes like. Hadron aloch. Hadron aloch. Shnei dayonik zeroi susliklo meseches ksubis. Hadron aloch. Shnei dayonik zeroi susliklo meseches ksubis. Hadron aloch. Shnei dayonik zeroi susliklo meseches ksubis. Tremendous, tremendous mazel tov to the entire chavra, to everybody who uh, joined us on the entire journey of Ksuvahs, or most of the journey of Ksuvahs, some of the journey, but a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment. Simon type of mazel tov, Be'ezas Hashem. Tomorrow, we just said we're going back to Ksuvahs. That's what we said, Adron Allah. But we're moving on to Nadar. Tomorrow we're going to begin a, a beautiful, beautiful Masechta of Nadarim, and we already know why Nadarim comes after Ksuvahs, because the seventh karek was Hamadir, right, yeah. Hamadir, and because of that, we're going to move on to Nadarim, and then Saita, because Saita has to follow Nadarim, Nazir, Saita, Nazir, and Saita, so the Ksubis was the first of that chain, Beshem, tomorrow we'll begin a brand new Masechta, again, tremendous Mazel Tov, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.